Chapter One of Snarled Identities. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. Snarled Identities by Nicholas Carter. Chapter One. Startling News. Nicholas Carter and his first assistant, Chickering Carter, had risen early that morning, but not for the usual reason. It was a very unusual occasion in the great detective's household, for he and Chick were actually going away for two weeks' vacation in the Adirondacks. The train that was to carry the two to the great north woods was scheduled to leave shortly after eight o'clock, and many preparations had been deferred until that morning. Now, however, everything was practically ready. Their trunk was packed, locked, and strapped. Their suitcases were nearly filled, and they had time for a bite of breakfast and a glance at the morning papers, which had thus far been neglected. Nick seemed to be the only one who was interested in the news. In fact, his assistant made a wry face when he saw his chief reaching for one of the papers. "'Can't you forget that sort of thing?' he asked, in an injured tone. I was hoping you would, until we got well started, at least. What's the trouble? Nick asked, in a bewildered tone. Oh, I see what you're driving at. You're afraid I'll see something interesting in the line of crimes and mysteries, and decide at the last minute to stay at home. Is that the idea? His assistant nodded gloomily. Correct, he answered. I never know which way you're going to jump, or at what moment. When I'm trying to get you off for a holiday, especially, I feel the greatest responsibility. You have such a way of changing your mind. And if you don't, somebody usually bobs up with a case that you find irresistible. You've been working your head off for months, and you're run down, and you know you are. Chick grinned. You're not exactly at the breaking point yet, he went on. But you're just a little stale, and that won't do, you know. Any day something may break that'll require your keenest brain work and your last ounce of strength and agility. Of course, things will turn up. Of course, you'll have all sorts of calls every day. And if you allow yourself to read the papers, you'll run across plenty of things that'll prove fascinating to you. Can't you cut yourself loose, though? Absolutely. I've done harder things than that, Grandmother, Nick answered, but I really don't see the necessity for that sort of total abstinence. If you think I'm going to cut out all newspapers for two weeks, you're very much mistaken. I've promised to go, though, and I'm going. Unless, of course, something turns up that is altogether too big to neglect. He opened the paper, whereupon Chick gave an exaggerated sigh of resignation. Ah, uh, what is to be is to be, I suppose. The younger detective murmured, or in more up-to-date form, she goes as she lays. It may be inferred, therefore, that he was far from surprised when his chief gave a startled exclamation a few moments later. Well, Chick asked pessimistically, what have you struck now? We are not going away, I suppose. Of course we are, you idiot. Nick answered excitedly. You'll agree with me, though, I'm sure, that it would have been a calamity if we had missed this. 
It looks as if we had had our last tussle with Green Eye Gordon. Chick's eyes widened. What do you mean? he asked. Has Gordon died in prison? Nick nodded soberly. He was burned to death last night in the fire that destroyed one wing of Clinton prison, he replied, his eye hastily running over the rest of the article. Presently the paper was passed to Chick. This, in part, was what the latter read. End of chapter 1 Recording by John Brandon